This is BYU Sports Nation, brought to you by the BYU Store, simulcast on BYU-TV and BYU-Radio. Now, from Studio B, your hosts, Jerem Jordan and Jason Shepard. BYU Sports Nation is live, your day-to-day play-by-play in Studio B, presented by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. It is Friday, Black Friday. November 26th. Thanks for being here. I'm Jerem Jordan. He is Jason Shepard, a guy who celebrated Thanksgiving like women's hoops celebrated a win over a ranked team. Let me tell you, the uh, the post-celebration in the locker room uh, videos that are coming out are fantastic. In uh, women's basketball, after taking down Florida State yesterday, uh, that was that was next level. And uh, we're watching it now. By the way, I always, as soon as I see these, immediately I think of the person that has to go in and clean all of this up. Like, I'll dry everything. Water. I know, but sometimes it's not water. Oh, BYU typically keeps it. But but anyway, no, I'm not just saying for BYU. I'm talking any of these celebrations. The person that has, like, seriously, guys, like this is what I have to come in and clean up? It could be much worse. Well, here, my favorite part of that video, and I think we actually cut it off before we got to it, was uh, Ray Stewart, uh, Coach Stewart. He's like, everyone's jumping up and down, and Coach Stewart's like trying to, like, hey, trying to get everybody's attention. And then as soon as everybody starts, you know, to kind of calm down, then he... Walks in the middle of the room and then starts jumping up He's again. Like, calm down, calm down, calm down. <laughs> Let's go, yeah. BYU takes down number 17, Florida State. Women's hoops, man. Mm, they are good, dude. It Don't is a good cool. time to be a BYU athletic program. It's always good to be a Coug. Yes. Especially good to be a Coug now with the way the teams are playing. And again, engaged BYU to the Big 12 is the best BYU since 81 to 85. I, I mean, this is, I've had multiple people tell me this is the golden era. I go, no, 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 that's 81 to 85. BYU's not going to top that, but this can be something that approximates. Is this the titanium era? I don't know. Oh, yeah, <laughs> the platinum era? Platinum, yeah. Yeah, here's the show know. lineup. we got a great show for you. And we're live, by the way. This is in the tape. Let's go. Massive Saturday in Cougar Sports tomorrow. Women's soccer in the Elite Eight versus South Carolina. Oh, I can't wait Men's hoops in an undefeated matchup at Utah, both five and that. Football going for 10 wins at USC. Women's basketball in action as well. Will BYU finish November undefeated? It's a no-loss November or a win-November or a win-vember, whatever you want to call it. Caleb Lohner's in studio. Yes. (laughs) Caleb Lohner's in studio ahead of BYU at Utah Hoops tomorrow, in case you missed it. The story of Kalani and Fessy Satake in the newest Deep Blue. Oof. Get your tissues out. And Olivia Wade ahead of the Women's Soccer Elite Eight game. Lots to unpack here, but first, some headlines. 13th-ranked BYU football closes out the regular season Saturday night with a matchup at the Coliseum against the USC Trojans with a victory. The Cougars would reach 10 wins on the year and double-digit victories in back-to-back seasons. Wide receiver Gunnar Romney says with the opponent being USC, no extra motivation is needed. You know, everybody wants to go and, and, and beat them at their own field. The Coliseum's a historic college football stadium. USC is a good football team historically, and so, I mean, it's it's this this game. We don't need extra motivation. Everybody's ready to go play. Kickoff is set for 10:30 p.m. Eastern time on ESPN and BYU Radio. You can catch countdown to kickoff immediately following coverage of women's soccer's Elite Eight match on BYU TV. Radio pregame on BYU Radio starts at 8:30 Eastern time. Cougars in the NFL yesterday. Jamal Williams had 15 carries, 65 yards, five catches for 18 yards. In the Lions' loss to Dub Bears, Kyra Stung had a tackle for Dub Bears. Taysom Hill did not play for the Saints due to injury. 
Other notable Cougars in action this weekend. Zach Wilson's back after four games for the Jets after a knee injury slash just didn't want to play because the Jets suck. And Fred Warner and the Niners host the Vikings. I'm kidding about that. 18th-ranked men's basketball improved to 5-0 after Wednesday night's 81-67 victory over Texas Southern. That now sets up the rivalry matchup at Utah on Saturday mm. night. Both teams are 5-0, and this will mark the first time since the 1912-1913 season. I remember that one. Yes, no, you do not. Alma Richards <laughs> that the competed two- in the Olympics for the BYA. Again, let's just let's just make sure we're everybody's hearing this. Not 2012, 2013. Yes. 1912 yeah. and 1913 seasons that the two teams will meet as undefeated programs. Listen to the call on BYU Radio 107.9 FM as well as BYUcougars.com. You can check it out on the Pac-12 network if you're one of the 13 people who have it. I don't actually have it, so if you have it, just let me know. I'll come over to your house. Uh, updated bracketology. The Cougars stay seven seed according to Joe Lenardi. Gonzaga is still the number one overall seed. I'm not sure what they've done to deserve that. JK. And St. Mary's is in as an 11. I don't see it as a four-bid league at all. That conversation is silly to me. The three is totally, totally oh, I, I think I'm planning possible. on three. Planning on I'm planning yeah. on yeah, yeah, three. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree. Yeah. Women's basketball pulled off the upset of number 17, Florida State, beating the Seminoles 61-54 at the St. Pete Showcase in Florida. Shaylee Gonzalez led the team with 24 points. She also had five steals. The Cougars continue playing in Florida tomorrow when they face number 22, West Virginia. At 1 p.m. Eastern time, you can stream the game on Flow Hoops. 13th-ranked women's soccer host South Carolina in the Elite Eight tomorrow, 7 Eastern. BYU's never been to the Final Four in women's soccer. Now they have a home game as the favorite. Ah, oh, cannot wait for this. BYU's number one in scoring offense in the country. South Carolina hasn't given up a goal in the NCAA tournament. 6-0 in uh, goal aggregate there. Game is sold out, but there will be a big screen in the Smithfield House free to the public if you want to show up and be a part of the environment. Of course, the game's going to be on BYU TV and BYU Radio. And the NCAA Women's Volleyball Championship bracket will be announced on Sunday at 8.30 p.m. Eastern Time on ESPNU. BYU Women's Volleyball currently ranked number four in the country. The NCAA tournament will begin on December 2nd. Top 10 would be nice. Uh, given the RPI at 17 coming into the week. So we'll see. Let's go. Gary's going to host the first two rounds, you'd think, and then have, probably have to go on the road. All rise and shout. It's time for What's Trending. You're talking about it, and so are we. It's What's Trending on BYU Sports Nation. What's Trending is presented by Tim Daly Nissan, part of the Tim Daly Auto Group, serving Utah since 1968. So we made a big deal of last Saturday, right? Uh, <laughs> this Saturday, the stakes might even be higher. They are. I think they are. For the collective, the national championships for cross-country certainly had the stakes high. But it's another Super Saturday. Let's lay it out. 6-0 women's basketball against number 22 West Virginia in St. Petersburg, Florida. I think either way, BYU women's hoops might be ranked next week. If they win, for sure they'll be in next week. Elite 8 women's soccer versus South Carolina. Men's hoops at Utah, both undefeated. Shout out to Alma Richards. Number 13 football at USC going for 10 wins. So, Jason, will BYU finish November undefeated in all these sports? Look, here's why I love this question. Because it is a realistic possibility that this happens. And this always, I was thinking about this this morning. This kind of reminds me when a guy has the no-hitter. Yes. And you get into the ninth inning. But it's not even just the talking about it. Like, how many times did things happen, like, right at the end? A guy has a no hitter, (laughs) and then with like two outs, the the other team gets a base hit or something. Look, BYU, with the exception of all of the things that you mentioned here, the only team that I don't believe is favored to win would be women's Women's basketball. basketball. 
because they're obviously an unranked team taking on a ranked team. Now, after beating Florida State, I'm not sure that it matters to BYU women's basketball. They're undefeated, playing well. They're going in with a ton of confidence. But the reason this is a fun topic is because it legitimately could happen. Because these teams are all so good, and they're favored to win. BYU, soccer at home. Should it, beat it, if there was a Vegas line. Yes, I would. I would say it's BYU by a goal, maybe goal and a half. Yes, I, I look. I just expect, especially at home, I expect four and four sold goals. out. Yes, it's going to be bunkered. I expect four goals. Can South Carolina keep up with BYU offensively? I don't think they can. Yeah, I think BYU. Yeah, it's B, a it's a multi goal game. BYU's yeah. attack is the strongest in the country. I just yes. don't see South Carolina coming to elevation no. and being able to run and compete offensively with BYU. By the way, they will have been on the road for a week and a half because yeah. they went yes. to L.A. Yes. not knowing, thinking they were going to go to probably Virginia yeah. if they won, went through. Nope. Uh, they've been in L.A. at LMU this week, by yeah. the way. So <laughs> not coming up. So uh, it, to answer the question, I'm going to say yes. I think, I think it's possible. I think it's going to happen. I do. Those are two different thoughts. Your second one is stronger, that it's going to happen. I also believe in our extremely biased opinion that it will happen. Yes. The, impl- the, the check says BYU at the end of the month. <laughs> yes, I think this will happen. The, the, yeah, the one game where it's like, okay, it's going to be perhaps closer or more interesting is women's. Yep. Hoops. But I think women's hoops gets it done. I think BYU women's hoops top 20. Like, they're legit good. They, I agree with you. They will be ranked next week regardless yes. of what happens in that game. Okay. I like that. Um Elite Eight Women's Soccer. Men's Hoops at Utah. Utah is probably better than we thought in the early going. Granted, they haven't played the toughest schedule in the world. Uh, Larry Krzykowiak lined up uh, for Craig Smith. Abilene Christian, Sac State, Bethune-Cookman. BC, respectable. Tulsa, uh, you know, Rhode Island there. Um, So, yes, no loss November has gone really well so far. Men's Hoops looking great. Football. Football is the interesting one. Let's talk about football. So, two lines of thought. Trains of thought on Utah. One is this. Wait, remember in 2019 when BYU beat US? Uh, sorry, USC. Remember when BYU beat USC? That was a seven and six BYU. That was an eight and five Utah uh, uh, USC. USC was better then than they are now, and so is BYU. So why wouldn't BYU win now? Okay, that's one thought. Why wouldn't BYU win that? Vegas says BYU by seven. The other thought is, it's USC. <laughs> yes, uh, they're always talented. Whether yes. they want to show up, they certainly didn't last week, giving up 62 to showing up this UCLA. season. They're they're coachless. Motivationless. It's it's tough right now. Um, Vic Soto's on the other side. Shout out to Vic, former Cougar player, D line coach. I see BYU winning this game. Um, BYU's going to take care of the Pac-12. That could be an amazing, an amazing uh, undefeated record against USC. And I um, see BYU and, and winning this game by more than seven. Yeah, I do too. I, I think it could be at least ten. Yeah, I can see where this one's closer than we think, but BYU still probably. Wins. I don't really care. What the margin is? Yes. If BYU beats USC, I'm happy. Like I don't, I don't really care what the margin is there. And then BYU's men's hoops going to go up to Utah and win that game too. Look, and, and I haven't seen like an actual line on it. Look, but there's no line out yet. But, but you're talking about a ranked team in BYU at number 18 against an unranked team. Now I get it. It's at Utah. It's on the road. I totally get all that. But uh, ESPN's BPI, I think, had BYU favored like 57. percent And BYU should absolutely be favored to go to Utah and win that game. Yes, Ken Palm says it's a two-point game, so he thinks it's a close game. I, I, and we'll talk about this coming up with Caleb Lohner. Um, the rebounding battle will be really interesting. It's a strength for both teams. Yes. Now, BYU's schedule has been tougher than Utah's. Yes. So BYU's been more battle-tested. You talk about 
the five games, four against D1 competition. Of those four D1s, all of them went to the NCAA tournament last year, including San Diego State and Oregon. So that's going to be a battle, too. All of these games, really compelling. Really compelling. I, I cannot wait for tomorrow. It's going to, well, live for today, but look ahead to tomorrow. You know what I'm saying? Imagine how great Sunday's going to be. Walking in with your BYU gear after after BYU beats Utah in basketball. I live in Mapleton. Everyone's a BYU. BYU well, I, I live in Vineyard. It's all, you know, it's the same thing. Spencer lives in Saratoga. It's a little more mixed. But, I mean, like walking into church with your BYU tie on, BYU women's soccer going to the going to the, the Final Four. You're the BYU you get, tie guy? Yeah, I will be. Nice. Yeah. Nice. I, I, have, I haven't had one for a couple years because it was a little wide, and I've gotten away from the wide ties. So You're I've been a skinny look, tie guy now? No, I've been not, not skinny, skinnier oh. than what it was. I've been been looking skinny for jeans? one. No, 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 no. But I finally found a skinnier BYU tie at the BYU store. Okay. Official fan or official outfit or BYU fans everywhere. And so I got it. So I'm, I'm back in on the BYU tie. Nice. Yes. Okay. See? There you go. It's going to no, be fun. It's going to be fun. It's going to no be a good ties weekend. tomorrow. All wins. <laughs> Could be technically be a tie with soccer if they go to PKs or something. Our question of the day What's the biggest game for BYU tomorrow? We're keeping it simple. Let's hear from you in Voice of the Nation. This is. The Voice of the Nation on BYU Sports Nation. First response, Paul Johnson on Twitter. You can weigh in on Facebook and Instagram as well. Even with the small and shrinking chance at a New Year's Six. Oh, yeah, that. Football wins this, followed by women's soccer. Beating the team up north in basketball would be great, but we're used to that now. (laughs) (laughs) BYU beats Utah so consistently in basketball, we're not like, hey, got to show up. We're like, we expect to win there. Big game, but it's, it's... Lessened by the fact that BYU has been so good against Utah. It's interesting. It, it has been a very, very long time that when the other sports beat Utah, you can say just like football. That's right. It's been a long time. <laughs> it's been now, a while. Now, two years ago, Utah won an overtime against BYU. Yes. The only child's cramps up. Yep. Can't, he's having the game of his life. Utah ends up taking down the Cougars there. So BYU lost its last game in the Huntsman Center. Got to go up there and uh, rectify that. Okay, continue, continue to weigh in on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. All right, coming up, Deep Blue featuring Kalani and Fessy Satake. You got to see it if you haven't already. If you've already seen it, watch it again. Plus, Caleb Warner in studio. How do the Cougars out-rebound and take down the Utes tomorrow night in the Huntsman? This is BYU Sports Nation. This portion of BYU Sports Nation is presented by the Tim Daly Auto Group, serving Utah since 1968. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. 13th ranked BYU closes out the regular season at USC tomorrow night. Coverage of tomorrow's game begins at 8.30 Eastern time on BYU Radio with Cougar Pregame Live. Ben Bagley will be your host for that. And Greg Rubel, Riley Nelson, and Mitchell Jurgens will have the call of the game. Yeah, we. I mean, there are scenarios where that game ends in regulation. It goes to double OT and PKs. You know, they're just going to have to be ready uh, for whenever that ends, which will be fun. Okay, we're live in Studio B, your day-to-day BYU Sports play-by-play. Jerem Jordan alongside Shep. Big game in hoops tomorrow. Men's hoops at Utah uh, tomorrow night. Pre-game on BYU Radio at 8.30. Cougars ranked 18th, 5-0. Utah's 5-0 as well. We welcome in our first guest of the day, Caleb Lohner. Caleb, first off, how was uh, Thanksgiving, man? It was good. It was fun. Um, it was a day well enjoyed, and I think everyone's excited for this Utah game tomorrow. What would you guys do as a team? Practice in the morning, and then Coach Pope held a little thing at his house. We all headed over there, and then everyone kind of split ways and did their own thing. 
How's Pope's house, by the way? It's awesome. It's always fun because <laughs> yeah. every time I go, we're taking care of drinks, food, everything we could possibly want. Is That's there. awesome. So what, what's, what's your go-to for Thanksgiving? Like, What was the go-to yesterday? Oh, this is probably going to get hate, but the stuffing I loved. I'm a stuffing guy as well. Yeah. I love I'm stuffing. not a huge fan of turkey. I just think it's... Like one of the worst meats that you can get, and so for a big holiday, like we're eating turkey, I don't understand that. Yeah. I never have, but the stuffing was really, really good. And nice. then actually, Seneca's dad made two pies mm. back in Louisiana, and actually froze them and sent them here on the plane. Oh wow! And they were phenomenal. What kind of oh. pies were they? <laughs> there, one was blueberry, and I think the other one was raspberry. But homemade, it was it was incredible. That was, that's quite the trip yes, to yeah. bring yeah. those pies. I know it was like sacred cutting myself a piece. I wanted to make it as perfect <laughs> You're like, as this I could. This didn't get smashed on a plane. I can't smash it now. <laughs> right. Yes, yeah. I'm always surprised. Like I love pumpkin pie, but I only eat it on Thanksgiving. I'm surprised at how many people I've found out don't actually like pumpkin pie. I think it something has to do with the texture. Are you pumpkin pie guy? I'm all for pumpkin pie. Yeah, yeah. amen. Especially the Costco one. It's huge. <laughs> Oh yeah, it lasts dude. you like a month in your fridge. Oh, it's great. Anything yeah. Costco, I'm in. I, I need an <laughs> NIL deal with uh, Costco. Which, by the way, let's talk about Utah in a sec. But how are you managing the season? Uh, you know, and it's going well and playing in NIL and school and all that. How's that going? I mean, I think it's going well so far. Like five and zero, playing great. Um, yeah, I mean, balancing everything is sometimes a challenge, but I think. Coming into being a student athlete, everyone kind of understands that. So I'm just enjoying the process, loving it as I'm going on. And what? NIL's going well for you? Yeah, it's going great. Good. Awesome, man. What uh, What do you believe has been the reason or reasons why the team has started as strong as it has? I think our ability to rebound the ball has been huge. Some of these teams we've played have – apparently been top 10 rebounding teams, and we've smashed them. For the radio audience, there was a fake quote there from uh, <laughs> <laughs> So I just think if we continue to – I mean, there's going to be nights where our shots aren't falling, and it's, we've talked about this as a team. If we can go in there and just out-rebound everybody we play, we're going to get those possessions back, and so we're going to have all these extra possessions that the other teams aren't going to get. And actually, our percentage of winning is going to go way up. You had 20 offensive rebounds on Saturday. I know that was emphasized against Texas Southern. Now you're going to play a, a running Utes team that is plus 17 in rebounding margin, third in the country. That'll be a key again. That'll be another it's key. A big one, right? Yeah. Yeah. That'll be big. What is it about rebounding that changes the game? Obviously, you get an extra possession, but what is it about owning that piece of the puzzle that equates to winning, in your opinion? I think it's just. I mean, a lot of rebounding is effort, and I think it just shows like a continual effort and commitment to go get the ball. And I think, I mean, one of the only percentages that actually correlates to winning a basketball game is more possessions. Mm. So naturally, if we can go out rebound our opponent and have more possessions than our opponent, we have a good chance to win. And we have all the pieces to do it. Like we got athletes and long wingspans on the team this year, and it's super fun to go to the glass. And I've been struck by that, too, because not everyone's three-point percentage is great, besides Alex or whatever, but, like, Seneca, you, and Gideon are all five, and Foose are all five-plus rebounds a game. Yeah. You guys are going after it, like you said. Yeah. yeah. This will be your first game at the Huntsman Center as a member of the BYU Cougars. Uh, I don't know if you knew this, Caleb, but you signed with Utah. <laughs> yeah, if and you, then, had, I, you didn't know that. <laughs> I want to know what you are expecting. Um... I'm expected to be the most hated person on the court. Is that a good thing? Yeah, I mean, I love that because I think we as a team will feed off that because the team's got my back. Like, you know, it's a, we're pretty close, and I think it's just going to kind of add this 
factor in of kind of not arrogance but chippiness in the game, and I'm super excited for it. What's that like emotionally? Because obviously you were you were committed there. Now you're mm-hmm. here, sophomore year, first time up there. Yeah. Um, I think it'll feel normal. And I've loved BYU every single second of it, and we've been rolling as a team. And so I think all of that momentum will just keep going, and hopefully we go get a win. Well, and how, how much does it add? Not only, obviously, you guys are ranked. You're playing well. You're going in confident, but they're five and zero as well. They've started the season. How much does that add to a rivalry game that's always going to be a big deal when both teams are actually playing really well? I mean, I think it just adds more and more competition. And I, I think this rivalry game, especially between BYU and Utah, even growing up, kind of understanding that rivalry, it's a game no matter what. Whether a team has won two games, whether a team has won twenty games, it's always a rivalry just because of that conflict between red and blue. And so I think having both of us start 5-0 and and kind of have this rolling season already, it's going to just be even more intense than it usually is. So I'm looking forward to it. Let's talk about the three-pointers. Uh, 0 of 8, you started 0 of 13 last year, but then shot 43%. You've said, I'm going to keep shooting. So I, how are you feeling about that part? Because I know you feel like you're going to knock it down. Every yeah, time. I'm not worried about it. I'll, I'll see one go in and it'll be over from there. Um, and, and it's going to happen Saturday. Yeah. It'll be yeah, over. It will. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but no, I'm appropriate. Yes. Yeah, I'm not worried about it. Like, we practice, we shoot every single day. Um, it's what we do as a team. Um, I know there's a few other guys that aren't shooting the ball, I think, as well as they'd want to, but that's yep. just part of the game. But if the offensive rebound, exactly. We get, yeah, these little bunnies at the rim. Yep. But no, I'm, again, it'll come. It'll come. I wanted to ask you about Foose. Uh, Foose has become a fan favorite so quick. And, and it really is amazing, Caleb, just how good he is. And it's, it seems like it's all just off of raw talent right now. I'm not sure he even realizes how good he can be. Yeah, he's awesome. And, and I've been able to play with him for this is my, I mean, kind of third year. I was there at Wasatch Academy with him for a few years. So he was, what, a year younger? He was a year younger. Okay. Yep. And I don't think he understands how good he is because, like you said, he's just kind of playing to play. I think there's even instances where if he understood a little bit more about the game, he'd be even better. But he's been phenomenal, rebounding the ball, shooting the ball, yeah. finishing around the rim. He's been incredible. He's been very good for us, and I think continue will help us win games. Yeah, he's been so fun. And it's fun when you have a, a, a nickname that the fans can say. He's like, yeah. Ooh. So like, I'm a, booing? I'm a Cowboys fan. So every Sorry time yesterday. Yeah, it's all right. Yeah. It's all right. Every time Amari Cooper catches the ball, they go coop. So every time I hear him doing that for Foose, I get all excited. I'm like, "Yes." <laughs> like, is Amari Cooper here? Yeah, no, I'm no, like, it's uh it's Foose, which is awesome. Okay, um we were talking about how big the day is tomorrow as well. Football at USC and women's hoops taking on West Virginia, uh who's ranked in women's soccer in the Elite 8. Right now, BYU's crushing it, man. What's it like to be a part of the no-loss November? BYU's killing it, and it's a privilege to be a part of it. And, I mean, I'm just proud to be a Coug. So I don't really know if I have any more to say about that. But Do you guys have a relationship with women's hoops to the point where you cross paths occasionally and talk a little bit? Yeah. Right I mean, now, they're crushing it. Yeah, we see them. They're in our practice facilities, and we share them, so we get to see and interact with them. But, yeah, they're killing it, too. So go Cougs. Go Cougs is right. Yeah. yeah. Well, and, and look, I, I'm not naive enough to think that it only happens here at BYU, but one of the things I think is really special, <clears throat> excuse me, about, getting emotional I'm now? getting emotional just talking about it, <laughs> is 
all of the different teams that will go and support the other teams at their games. Obviously, if they're available, you, you know, and I know like Tijon is a guy that will tweet at, at different sporting events and loves to go see. I think that is something that really bonds an athletic program when, you know, the men's basketball team will go watch the soccer team if they can or vice versa. Just I, I think that's a really cool aspect that we see a lot on campus. Yeah, I think it's cool. I think it just boosts everyone's confidence. I mean, I love I'm a huge football fan. I watched almost every single football game if I had the time to. Like, I don't know. There is something special about BYU athletics right now, and I'm hoping it continues to roll. Did you play football growing up? I did. In Texas? Yeah. yeah. I stopped playing my freshman year of high school. What positions? I was quarterback. You were quarterback? I was sunshine, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> With the long, long hair. I yeah. love that. Did you play any other sports besides basketball and football? I played baseball when I was a toddler. It got too easy, though, because I just hit in the park home rungs every single time. <laughs> No one could catch me, and I was You're like, like yeah. I need a challenge. Yeah. I'm going to play basketball. I wish I could have played both, but it's just such a commitment in Texas playing football and yeah. basketball. And yeah. I just naturally kind of gravitate toward basketball a lot more. So Your dad played at BYU in the 90s. Was your mom athletic too? Um, she didn't do anything in college sports, no. Gotcha. Did she play in high school? I think she did track and tennis in high okay. school. I could okay. be wrong. No, but... that's absolutely athletic. Yeah. That's awesome, man. <laughs> Well, Caleb, we appreciate you coming in on a uh, Black Friday. You get any good deals out there? No. Nothing? Unfortunately, no. Me, me too. I didn't get anything. I'll find some. You get anything? I haven't even tried. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't even tried. All good. Well, have fun tomorrow night uh, up at the Huntsman Center against Utah. We'll do. Let's get in the karma. Let's give you the karma. Yes, the BYU Sports Nation karma. It's like good Give luck. me the karma. You got yes. good luck. Yes. You're going to knock down at least one three. I promise. That means you need <laughs> to take one, too. You're right. You got it. You're right. <laughs> All right, coming up, Elite Eight bound midfielder Olivia Wade joins the program. We've got the newest Steve Blue featuring Fessy and Kalani Sataki, a very emotional piece coming up after the break. This is BYU Sports Nation. This portion of BYU Sports Nation is presented by Visible Supply Chain Management. 18th-ranked BYU Hoops faces Utah tomorrow in Salt Lake City at 9.30 p.m. Eastern Time. Join me and Mark Durant for the call on BYU Radio 107.9 FM locally or on BYUCougars.com. Also, Cougar pregame live begins at 8.30 Eastern Time. BYU versus Utah and Hoops cannot wait. It's going to be fun, man. He's Jason. I'm Jerem. This is BYU Sports Nation. Of course, you can always follow BYU Sports Nation on social media for content throughout the day, throughout the week, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, and TikTok. Let's whip it. Google Whip Round is presented by Visible Supply Chain Management, tackling America's most challenging shipping problems. All right. Our own Spencer Linton uh, has produced... The blonde kid. Yes. The... According to one guy on Twitter. <laughs> Spencer has produced his games that affect BYU's New Year's Six inclusion. And there's a lot that goes into that scenario yeah. to get BYU in. He puts a list of all the teams and whether, who needs to win. Uh, to, in order. And, and, and he put out another one, too, yes. that was 10... Of the ideal scenario. Yes. So, so yeah. there's it's it's very very well thought very out. Very well thought out. Yep. Here's yep. the question: Which is more complicated? Is it football's path to the New Year's Six or following the multiverse in Marvel uh, movies? <laughs> Probably the multiverse, but it's close. <laughs> yeah, there are a lot of scenarios that have to go for BYU to uh, get into the New Year's Six. I unfortunately don't see it. I think BYU would be one or two teams out. Um, you can thank the Boys State game for that, but. Yeah, uh, complicated, both of them. Yeah, yes. yeah. For me, look, I, I'm not expecting New Year's Six. I do think there's a decent chance BYU gets a bowl upgrade. 
Oh, it will happen. Yeah. So I mean, there's a BYU has a BYU has a relationship with ESPN. Yes. They're not a, the average team. Yeah. So ESPN like, will absolutely hook BYU up with something better if BYU I think wins if Saturday. I think it, when BYU wins on Saturday, I think BYU could go ahead and plan on not being in the Independence Bowl. I have disconnected from the Independence Bowl emotionally. Whether for whether months. it's New Year's Six, that remains to be seen. I, I'm not planning on that. Yeah. Just because I, I I think that there will be other people that will get the opportunity probably ahead of BYU. Yeah. I, whether they should or shouldn't, we can debate that. Yeah. But I, I think that's probably how it will play out. you got to have one loss. Zero or one losses to feel confident in the New Year's Six opportunity. BYU's two. That's where we're at. That wraps up the Cougar Whip around. Well, time now for the latest Deep Blue. When Kalani Satake's parents divorced, his family moved in with Fessy Satake's family, his first cousin. Kalani and Fessy shared a mother whose influence resonates with them to this day. This is Deep Blue, presented by Brady Industries, Simply Better. So when you look at the stadium, like, I can't believe we get to call plays here, bro. Yeah. And your mom is in heaven watching yeah. every game, probably trying to help out as much as she can. <laughs> We're at her place, and she loves the most. When my parents split, um, I was six years old around the time, and so we, me and my siblings moved from home to home. We're different places, from grandpa to aunties, and luckily, you know, my Uncle Mancella and uh, my Auntie Lynette, that's our Fessy's parents, were able to help basically co-parent with my dad and help take care of us. We didn't have, uh, you know, maternal presence, and so having Lynette be that for us was huge. Tom had his four, and I had my two then, at the time they arrived. So there were six kids. We were so young when we all lived together, but we, and they never let us forget that, you know, as we got older. You're my brother, you're my sister, your mom took care of us, your mom's our mom. We had a rough time dealing with my parents' divorce and my mom not being around, and, and so it was hard for us, and she easily moved into that role and embraced it. That was one of those moments where I felt really broken and I felt like um, she was an answer to, to my prayers. In my relationship with Lynette, I learned early that her mother had some kind of a red illness. And I didn't know that it was something that could be passed down, you know, I had no idea. To everybody else, it would be hard to notice the changes because they were very subtle things. So unless you knew her really well, as it progresses, it's pretty obvious. You can't even have a conversation. They thought that it was something like early onset Alzheimer's. It wasn't until my sister started developing the same symptoms about four years ago. It's a simple blood test to find out that she has a genetic mutation. She has a disease called prion disease. You talk about a, a, a fantastic personality and then Prions just hit and it was such an early age for her where she just became forgetful and then just some of the little things, her mind started to slip and it's, it's not recognizing her kids. Not remem remembering their name. Um. The disease really just robs you of everything. All of the activities that you can do for yourself that we maybe take for granted. All I knew was taking care of my mom. My sisters would bathe her and, you know, brush her hair in the morning. And I would 
you know, help feed her and then walk her out to the van that would then take her to the rest home throughout the day because us, our children, her caregivers were going to school. That was just our whole life. That's how I knew my mom, is, is, is that she was our mom, but she, we were taking care of her. And Fessy was probably about, you know, seven or eight years old when it started to get really bad like that. And Fessy was just our little runt brother that loved to make her laugh. <laughs> brought a lot of, it brought a lot of joy into the house. I felt like he was robbed of, of a wonderful mother. And um, I thought it was important that I, I do my best. Um, to show him how she she blessed me. And so that's been, uh, <clears throat> that's what I've tried to do for him and his siblings. Um, try to do the best I can of, of teaching them some of the lessons that she taught us. And most of it was just pure kindness and just such a sweet person. Um, even when we weren't being the best, you look at a disciple of Christ, I think she was a perfect example of it. I am just so grateful because if Galani and his siblings didn't have that experience, we wouldn't have had anybody to be able to tell us the kind of mom she was, the kind of mom she wanted to be and could have been had the disease not taken her. I'm so grateful for that. I'm here because of, because of you and TJ. You guys gave me something that I was never able to get from my mom, from Lynette. And she gave you guys something that you guys were never able to get. And I think, you know, Lynette's the connecting piece to that. She must be so happy, you know, to see them being able to work together and coach together at BYU. I mean, she really did love that school. Everyone needs an escape sometimes and everyone's is, everyone's is different and I think a lot of at that time, a lot of my mom's escapes was, was BYU football. And that, I mean, I, I wasn't there, but you read the, the, the entries, you bring it to life, the image of you sitting next to her and, and listening to a game compared to now, like you and I on the sideline being involved is just, it's, it's crazy how you can go from, from one end to the other like that you know all the things that have happened in between and the sacrifices to connect those two images it's, it's divine this is not a coincidence think of all the wonderful people that have stepped foot on that grass and that have sat in these stands and all of them have a wonderful story to tell and it's an honor for us to look at your mom my aunt our grandfather our all our families you look at everything that's happened and, and where we're at now, and how can you not be uh, thankful, but just mindful for all the hard work that people have made for us to be here in these seats. For the grand scheme of things, that we're all connected through a game of football. Our stories are not any different than a lot of others. It just happens that we get to call plays on Saturday, but when it all comes down to it, we're all fans. We're all fans of this wonderful place that, that changes people's Combine that with the gospel, it's even better. It becomes eternal. I think that's going to be one of my first questions I ask her in the next life is I never had a conversation with her. I never got a, 
you know, see, see certain emotions out of her, but just kind of ask her, what do you think, Mom? How was it from your seat? Did you enjoy it? That's uh, heavy stuff. Um, and you see the relationship between those two. How much uh, BYU means to Kalani. How much Lynette meant to Kalani, yeah. who had more of a relationship with uh, Fessy's mom than even Fessy did due to that disease and the, the sadness experienced there, but that the legacy of Lynette can be through Kalani and now Fessy at BYU. So powerful. Well, look... When your family in general, there will be ties, just because you're family. But those ties are strengthened when you see and hear a story like this and just how close and intertwined they are as family members. And then you add on the, the impact that BYU football had on all of them. And like they said, you imagine, you know, the, the, as much of an influence as BYU was on us growing up, to be here now, like... What a fantastic story and just a, an unbreakable bond yeah. in that family. And if you've questioned ever, which I don't know why you would, how much Kalani Sataki loves BYU, after watching that, it's he wants to be here and he wants to lead this program to heights perhaps uh, you know only only topped by 84. Um, so that's Deep Blue. You can check out all the Deep Blues. That wraps up the football season worth, by the way, uh, on the BYU TV app or uh, just follow BYU TV Sports on social media and check it out on YouTube. Okay, coming up, our prop picks and our weekend double down. And Olivia Wade is here, Elite Eight Soccer coming up tomorrow. How do the Cougars make their first college cup? This is BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. BYU Women's Soccer hosting South Carolina in the Elite Eight NCAA Tournament match tomorrow at Southfield. Ah, a home match to go to the Final Four. Winner moves on to Santa Clara. Watch the match live at 7 Eastern on BYU TV. I don't think it's an understatement to say it's the biggest game in women's soccer history because BYU has a home game in which it's probably the favorite against South Carolina, a team that's really good. But, hey, let's go. Olivia Wade is uh, on set joining us. Olivia. How excited are you for this game? Holy shnikes. I am so excited. I feel like this has been such a long time coming, and so the fact it's tomorrow is just, yeah, feels like Christmas Eve, honestly. <laughs> so, Which is awesome because I know this program's done amazing things. The one thing missing is never going to the College Cup. Yep. Now you have a home game because you took down Virginia, yep. and uh, you know USC lost mm-hmm. to Penn State, so... Now you're hosting. You didn't think you were going to have a home game, but here we are. Yeah, it was honestly like the stars aligned perfectly for us to be able to do that. Honestly, it was just a crazy game. Obviously, you guys followed us in Virginia, and it was quite the excitement and quite the game there. But we're just so excited that we get to come home for Southfield to to play. So, okay. so I, I, I've been telling everybody one of the things that – because they're like, oh, this soccer team is great. What do you think? I've told everybody the thing that impresses me the most about what you guys have done this year is after the loss to Virginia last year, Mm -hmm. that hit you guys hard. You guys felt you should have won. You felt you were the better team, Mm -hmm. and it just didn't work out. So all year long, you guys wanted an opportunity to face them again. It just happens that you get them (laughs) and you beat them. That doesn't always happen. 
What does that say about this team that that was a goal that you had all season and and that you were able to to accomplish that? Yeah, so honestly, I mean, we have the same girls that we did in the spring, but I think just the chemistry that we've been able to build, the players that we have, like everything, we just developed so much over the last few months. It's been crazy, obviously, just seeing the progress that we've made. And so we'd been honestly crossing our fingers that somehow we would run into UVA and it just so happened (laughs) that we get them in the Sweet 16 again. So it was literally like deja vu and being able to beat them on their home field was just an amazing feeling just really felt you know like we really deserved that because we felt like we genuinely got robbed in the spring so it was it was awesome it was so exciting and chances were if you won that you'd have to go to LA and play SC perhaps Mm -hmm. on the same day that football plays SC nope they lose Mm -hmm. so now as a four seed this comes to Provo so now you have South Carolina now, South Carolina is a team that is really good on defense. Yeah. SEC, they haven't given up a goal in the tourney. You're the number one scoring offense in the country. Yeah. That's a fun little uh, battle there. What do you think of the matchup? Yeah, it's going to be really fun. I think, you know, we just have to continue to do what we've been doing all season, continue to show that we are the number one offense in the country. I think that has been shown with, you know, obviously the amount of goals that we've scored and just where the goals are coming from and who they're coming from. I think it's just going to be an amazing game. I think Southfield is going to have quite the game to watch, so... And that environment yeah. sold out in like hours. Yeah, so it's it's going to be crazy. Like <laughs> Southfield, if people have come and played at Southfield, they know that the energy there is unmatched. Like it is one of the funnest places to play in the country, and being able to have that sold out, jam packed is going to be unbelievable. There's going to be a crowd in Smith Fieldhouse watching on the screen too. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's going to be. Yeah. I don't, I don't think we've seen a match like this. Like I remember 2012 UNC Elite uh-huh. Eight. That was to me the next closest thing to this, obviously. Yeah. It was electric. Like yeah. it's gonna be, it's gonna be. Crazy. Yeah, it's. I've even looked at the weather. It's gonna be cold tomorrow night. I don't know. I was honestly trying to check it on my right. phone today, but check I didn't. Up, right I was now. like driving here. I'm like, I wonder yeah. what it's gonna be like because it's cold. Yeah. Tomorrow, yeah. Tomorrow, high of fifty. Oh, okay. Okay, so, so it'll be it'll probably, uh, probably be in a, a little high. chilly. Like it'll start to get chilly. Yeah, yeah. But it won't be like low bone freezing. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So I mean, we've honestly had pretty good weather. I feel like at Southfield, so this will probably be the coldest game we've had all season. Limited so. rain. The scariest moment of the year was just when the fl- uh, plane flew over. Yeah. The day of the BYU Southfield. <laughs> it scared the crap they out of They should have told right? us that was going to happen because girls were hitting the deck. We had no idea what was going on. So <laughs> if that if that ever happens again, we need at least a heads up. Yeah. Well, there was a heads up. But, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so take Terrible us, joke. We've, yeah. we've talked with other athletes about what it's like to be an athlete on campus right now with everybody winning. Yeah. What's it like to be a BYU Cougar right now? It's such a great feeling. Obviously, what was it, last Saturday, we had, like, cross-country, like, taking national. We have the teams. Every team literally is winning. So it was just, I don't know, just so much Cougar pride right now. I think it's just a great day to be a Cougar. It's always a great day to be a Cougar, but I think recently it's, like, a really great day to be a Cougar. So it's it's awesome. It is awesome. We're talking to uh, Olivia Wade, uh, member of the women's soccer team. Uh, what was it like to go on your mission to Houston with Jeremy Guthrie, the former Major League Baseball pitcher, as the president? Yeah, he he was honestly exactly who I needed. He was like my mentor. Just any question that I had about, obviously, the mission or sports in general was directed to him. And I just, I genuinely feel like the luckiest person in the world that I got him as my mission president because I needed him. Like Heavenly Father knew that I needed him to be my mission president, honestly. So it was just a remarkable experience. For for those for somebody that may be in a situation like you, because f- for people that don't remember before your mission, y- you were playing. You were an integral part of this team before you left, but you decided to go. Take us through that decision and why that was the right decision for you. 
Yeah. So honestly, all growing up, like I never wanted to serve a mission. Like I was that girl that was like, thank goodness I'm a girl. Like I, I'm not obligated to go. Like I, I would never choose to do that for myself in a million years. But I think just as the time got closer, I started getting that feeling that I need to go. And I was like, I don't even know what to do with this. Like I put off even praying about it. Like I didn't even want to ask. I was like, I don't want to ask because I know the answer is yes. So I don't even want to know. But, you know, I had to humble myself and just knowing that that's genuinely what I needed to do and just knowing, you know what, God has blessed me with this ability to play soccer and he's blessed me with so many things in my life. I I can give that up for 18 months. And if I'm supposed to come back and play and like be a part of the team, like how I was before my mission, then I will. And if I'm not, then, you know, I'm okay with that. And so I think that decision just came from, I guess, gratitude of all the things that I've been blessed with throughout my life and just knowing that God has a plan far greater than the plan I could imagine for myself. And a mission was not a part of that, but I I needed to go on a mission and it was the most remarkable experience I've ever been on. And uh, Jeremy had uh, Spencer and I jump on for a Zoom, which is fun. <laughs> we were like, shout out to Sister Wade, what's up? Which I know, is really fun. so funny. You grew up with Michaela Coulihan, right? Uh-huh, yeah. How, how old were you when you first met? So we actually went to the same elementary school. So I've known Kayla genuinely like our entire lives. What's, so. what's it been like to see her become arguably the greatest soccer player that's ever played? Here? Well, she's she's a legend. Like she will go down in history as one of the greatest, if not the greatest player to come out of BYU. And it's just been such an honor genuinely to see how much she's grown as a player and as a person and just really fill into that role that we all knew she was capable of having. Like she is the most talented soccer player I've ever had the opportunity to play with. And it's just so amazing to see her have so much success and I'm just so proud of her and just honestly love her to death and so just so excited for what she has ahead of her obviously she's leaving behind a legendary career at BYU but I think she's going to go make a huge dent in the NWSL so I'm excited I, I want to go back to uh, when uh, when Jaron mentioned that he and Spencer uh, joined uh, you guys at, <laughs> on, on, during your mission via Zoom. Did it give you more or less street cred when the other missionaries realized that <laughs> oh you knew gosh. them? Oh, my gosh. I was like, honestly, when they popped on, they were like, shout out, Sister Wade. And people were messaging me. They're like, how do you know them? Like, how do you know like, the safety zone, zone, guys? I know. And so every time every time we had to watch the safety zone videos. Had to is the operative word yeah. there. I like that. I like that. Yeah, they, yeah. But it was just so funny. I, I would always get like kind of embarrassed. I'm like, oh, like, uh, I know that. no, I, it was fun. Honestly, they thought it was so hilarious that like I had obviously been on the show before and like, you're like, them, I so. play soccer. Like I'm a person who scores goals. <laughs> like I'm, I'm a somebody. big deal. All right. Yeah, I, I, oh, Olivia Wade, yeah. How's Jesse doing by the way? He's doing so great. I was just with him yesterday. Thanksgiving. He's nice. doing awesome. Him and his wife are pregnant. So oh, they're exciting. expecting a baby in Congrats. April. So That's awesome. it's exciting. Yeah. Well, good luck tomorrow night, seven Eastern BYU TV, BYU radio. It's going to be Freaking awesome. Yep. Uh, let's give you the karma. I Best of luck you. tomorrow night. Thank you. Have some fun. Yeah, it'll be good. Thanks, Thanks Olivia. All right, coming up, we uh, we try to do better at our double down versus Utah. And, and I want to say, not we, because I haven't yes. picked yet. Spencer and I missed all of them. So. Plus the regular season finale of football prop picks. This is BYU Sports Nation on a black front. This portion of BYU Sports Nation is presented by Mountain America, the official credit union of BYU Athletics. BYU Sports Nation is always available on demand via the free BYU TV and BYU Radio app. You can always download the podcast. Just Google BYU Sports Nation podcast. And don't forget, while you're there, subscribe, rate, and review. Time for Double Down. Two predictions. Uh, we each get one point. If, uh, is this you know, like we Double get Dare? One. The old school? Kind of. Uh, ask Blaine Fowler about that. If we both get... 
Um, you know, if you get both picks correct, you get a bonus point for possible three. Let's just make this easy. Spencer and I missed all four of our <laughs> picks on Wednesday against Texas Southern. I'm up eight, three, two, one. The guest has won. Now for our double down picks for the Utah game. I'll go first. Number one, BYU out-rebounds Utah. Again, third in rebound margin for Utah in the country, 16.6. BYU will out-rebound the Utes. Number two, the game won't be decided by double digit, or single digits. I think BYU wins by double digits. Okay, I like it. All right, here's mine. Uh, Caleb Lohner hits his first three of the season within the first eight minutes of the game. Oh, very specific. And like comes out in the first eight minutes, nails his first three, currently 0 and 8. Plus we just encouraged him to shoot. And he's got the karma. He's got the karma now. Oh, boosted. So I mean like, like that's gonna Jamba happen. Like a juice protein boost. Nice. And number two, BYU will have at least three players score 12 plus. Okay, and that's interesting because only one player averages double figures. That is correct. Brigham. And we all know who it is. Spencer's picks. One. You only have three or more first half dunks. Okay, I like that. Two, Alex Barcelo have 12 plus second half points. Ooh. So maybe like start a little slow. Like or I guess he could still start strong and then still have 12 have in the second half. 32 in the first and then yeah. 12 plus. I don't, I don't know why I'm shortchanging yeah. him in the first half. Okay, prop picks for BYU football at USC. I'm up 4 2 to 2 to 2 to 1 to 1 with everybody else. Number one, BYU uh, will outscore USC in how many quarters? What do you say? Uh, I say three. Spence says three. I say two. All right. Uh, who will score the 20th point for Los Cougars? I love this. Jake Oldman. Okay. I went with uh, Puka Nakua. And Spence said Tyler Algier. And total receiving yards for the Nakuas. What do you I, think? I, I went with 136. Mm. Spence says 120. I say 113. Those are the prop picks for BYU at USC. Our question of the day. What's the biggest game for BYU tomorrow? Elite Voice of the Day presented by Sundance Mountain Resort at Swoosh. Swoosh Life 59 on Instagram. All of them. Keep hashtag no loss November going, baby. I love it. Today's Rise and Shoutouts are presented by Mountain America, the official credit union of BYU Athletics. Let's give it to the four sports competing tomorrow. How about that? Um, Women's basketball. Yep. Women's soccer. Men's basketball. Football. All big games. All big games. Either as a ranked team or playing a ranked team. Okay? That's, that's important. Football going for 10 wins in the regular season. Holy mackerel. I can't believe that that's even possible. That's amazing. And women's soccer going for its first Final Four. Mm. Hey, being able to play at home to go to the Final Four. And what a great thing. Get a good seed Sunday night. Yes. Uh, thanks to today's guests, Caleb Lohner and Olivia Wade. Conversation continues 24-7 on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Always use hashtag BYUSN. For Jason, I'm Jerem. Shout out to Elise Flake. See you tomorrow for women's soccer in the Elite Eight to kick off the evening. Then men's hoops and football. And good luck to Zach Wilson Sunday. Still plays for the Jets. That's the only bad news. Go Cougs. Stay safe.